Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message. So we're based in Burundi, Africa. We've been there um, in February. It was 10 years that we were living there. And um, as life passes through, you go through so many things. You grow and you go through different seasons and different times in life. Um, and I just I want to share a word today. We're going to go to Psalms 34. And the psalm was by David. I love David because he went through so much. Yet in the midst of everything he went through, he still hold on to God. He did not let go of the foundation. I mean, as a father, he went through more than almost anyone that I know. So we're going to read Psalm, Psalms 34. Because for me, David represents someone who was a father yet was someone who held on to God no matter what he went through and no matter what happened to him. If we know David and the story with him and Bathsheba, how he lost that child. We also know, if you continue in history, how one of his sons went and raped one of his daughters. Then we go through and we see the story how Abimelech went through and killed that son And then after some time, his own son tried to go through and try to take him out and take over his kingdom. As a father, he knows what it was like to go through so much grief and problems and trials. Yet, he was a man that still held on to God. Under no circumstances did he ever go through and just give up on his calling. He held on. This is the word for today. I think as trials come and things happen, we let go of who we have been called to be and stop pushing forward for the higher call of God. We let trials and tribulations come, and then we let them kind of entitle who we are. And we place ourselves, I've failed, I've fallen short, I just, I'm not the man I used to be. And we permit the enemy to lie to us. Instead of simply rising up and overcoming to reach our fullness and our potential. I think often we know the word really good, but we don't know Christ as good as we think we know. So our foundation doesn't walk out as well as our own perspective of our understanding of the word of God. For he who finished the work in us. He, will be, he who started the work in us, he will finish it. So we just need to continue to align ourselves to God. We need to continue to trust that God, he's not done with us. But we permit life, trials, and problems to go through to hold us down. And we don't achieve the promises that we should. We don't achieve the calling of God that we should. And not because of God, but because we ourselves, we let go of the baton instead of continuing the race that we're supposed to race. So I'm breaking this down in four parts. Um, We're going to read Psalms 34. And David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Verse 1. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 4. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continuously be on my mouth. My soul shall make boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. 
I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. You see, there's a lot of things that I've encountered and I've, I've, I've experienced as a father that I did not experience when I was not a father. I mean, Lewis and them, they know me, the Casillos know me. I had no fear from men. We grew up in the hood. We grew up in Pine Hills. I had guns. We sold drugs. We did drugs. We lived hard lives. If someone came, I never ran from no one. Even if you had a gun, I would not run from you. But things changed. I sat there and I became a father. And different things began to happen. I guess when it comes to you, you're like, it's okay, I can endure this. But then when it comes to your children, that's a whole, nother, that's a whole different story. I remember my son, he was um, almost four years old, and he was running, and he tripped, and right before the gate, hit his mouth on the metal gate and busted his mouth. And in turning, I was like, oh, you know, what am I going to do? And he's just bleeding everywhere, and I was like internally like, there's times that you're like, what do you do, you know? So, so many things that happen, and you're like, they're not in your control. And it makes things hard. And the reason why some things became so hard was because, as you, some of you guys know us, we lost our first son. So you go through it. Anything happens. It's like, it doesn't matter how strong you are in the world, um, in the word of God or in God, your past, every now and then, begins to go through and creep up. Your thoughts begin to come through and come back up. They resurface. But this is why the word of God says that we continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That we continue to persevere and press on. I remember times where our daughter is going through respiratory failure and she can't breathe. Her lips are purple. And first of all, where we live, you don't drive at nighttime. Because we live like an hour and a half now from the city. We're up in the mountains. And then it's been known that the, the rebels will close off the roads or thief will close off and they will rob you and they will, they will steal from you. And here we are, daughter can't breathe. There's no hospitals up in the mountains. There's just little bitty clinics that have no kind of service. And we're like, oh my God, what do we do? We have no choice. We have to go. And we're going through and driving, and we're going through, and our, our daughter's just barely able to breathe. Her lips are, are, are purple, and the only thing I just kept saying, God, I just need affirmation. Just one thing, is she going to make it? The fear, sometimes it can capture us in so many different ways and cause us to lose our focus from God. And I remember in that ride, the Lord says, everything's going to be good. The Lord said, yes. So I was able to go through and have peace in my heart. But we still had about an hour or something ride going down, not knowing what's going to happen. But knowing this, that God is for us, not against us. That we would trust he's going to make everything good. Our faith has to be more real than our circumstances. We have to learn to overcome. We, we deal with different things and different fears. So the problem is, and why is it so important? Because fear is a hindrance to faith. Why do you fear ye of little faith? So if we start to look at these things, and within our lives we experience things that work within our fear factors that will test our faith. But they do not express where your faith is. It simply just tests it. 
It is your response to your fear that reveals where you are and who you are in Christ. And we need to learn to to press through and overcome so that we can see the fullness of God in what we're doing every day, we are encountering. In all of us, we have different strengths. We have different abilities. And this is why it takes a community to really express what God is calling us to do. Wherever we are and whatever we're doing. We have to learn to, to overcome. But at the same time, your fears do not make you less. They simply make you human. But your actions is what will determine what you will receive. We have to learn to let go of our reality and take a hold of God. It is only in the midst of that that you will see the miracles and the signs and the things that happen within life. We have to let go and let God. So within our lives, there's many things, but understand what he said. And he delivered me from all, all my fears. Doesn't matter what things you sit and you go through in life. God delivers you from all things. So we continue to read. He says, they looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, all you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lion lacks and suffers hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. We have to understand, first of all, one of the things that I have seen repeatedly in my life, I am a strong man of God. I am a man of strong faith. I stand here before you as a simple man, but I have seen things that other people wish that they've seen God do in their lives. I've seen God open blind eyes, open deaf ears. I've seen the cripple rise, the lame rise. I've seen the hand of God moving amongst hundreds of people. I've seen the Lord touching someone and the tumor disappearing, praying for someone and someone's leg growing. I've seen a lot. 
I've experienced a lot within ministry. But that does not assure that things will be perfect. That does not tell you that you're not going to go through and not encounter many problems. I think it's our understanding that kind of errors because as we grow in faith, this is the mystery that I've been pursuing to understand. How do we rejoice when we encounter various trials? It's the lack of our understanding within our troubles that we do not see. If troubles do not come, we cannot see us overcoming. If trials do not come our way, how will we overcome? And it's because of this. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, you know, you you said you will never give us more than we can handle. But sometimes you cut it really close. (laughs) It's the truth. We find ourselves like, what are you doing? What are you thinking, Lord? And the reality of that is because we do not see ourselves as God sees us. We do not understand the potential and the giftings and the things that God has placed within our lives. Your past does not determine who you are. You choose to be who you want to be. God can take and make something out of nothing. Understand this. Psalms 105 is talking about Joseph and that he was sold as a slave and all these things. And then it comes to say, and the word of the Lord tested him until the word of God came to pass. You see, we focus too much upon men. We like to blame others when we're going through things. You, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's a lot easier. It's this person. Is that that's going on. But we do not understand that. God did not put the brothers of Joseph to sell him. But he worked it out for his purpose. We're really good quoting the scripture. Ooh, he causes all things to proceed to good to those that love him and have been called by him. But the second the problems come, we forget all about the scriptures. And all we focus is like, things better come out good. And then we're like, oh, and so I am so not happy with him. It is his fault I'm going through it. It is not his fault you're going through it. There is something in you that needs to change, and God is testing within you. It will take time of us persevering and pressing into God to see what God wants to surface from what he is doing. It wasn't even when Joseph saw his brothers, what did he say? He wasn't angry. He says, God has worked this out for our salvation, that you would be saved. I guarantee you when he was sold by his brothers, he was not happy. I guarantee you while he was a slave, he was not happy. And then he's doing good, and he put into prison for doing what is right before God. I guarantee you he was not happy. But if you persevere... Do not grow weary of doing good, for in due time you shall reap. But 13 years, that's a long season. But the greater the trial, the greater the testimony. We have to understand. Take our eyes off of men and put our eyes onto God. 
It is this person. It is that person. Imagine Joseph would have met his brothers. He would have said, take them out. Remove them. But he understood that they held the future of Israel. He understood that God used their deeds to bring out his purpose. So my question is, are we beginning to understand in the hardships of our life what to do? Are we really persevering to grow in forgiveness, in mercy, and in grace? Or do we simply always, it is because of this person that this is happening. It is because this happened here that I am guilty of it. But like I say, I am speaking to you out of experience. I'm not afraid to lay down my weaknesses. Because the word of God says, for he who is weak in the Lord, the Lord is my strength. I'm not here to exalt myself. The more that I humble myself the Lord, before the Lord, the more that he will exalt me. He will raise me up and he will honor me because it's not about me. I want when you see the things that I have accomplished, you will see that it is the Lord who has accomplished them through me because I've given my life to him. But what are we doing within our lives in the troubles that we are facing? We went through a few years, our first five years in the ministry, where we struggled financially. I am a man of character. I've never, ever gone through where I have not paid my workers in all my life. And then you're going through and you have staff and you call around the 15th of the month, and they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have all the money. And we're like, wow. You can't take anything back. What do you do? Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. For the Lord is our rock. We have to learn to trust. And in all reality... You have to surround yourself with people who are spiritually rooted. If not, they will encourage you. It's true. It is this, or it is because of that. Or they will just look at you and say, get over it and move on, overcome and persevere. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Because the truth of the matter is that bitterness grows. As we encounter more trials and troubles, sometimes we get submerged by them. And we can't see good enough anymore to see the promises that lay after them. This is why we have so many people that are backsliding. But I will tell you right now, it is our fault for, first of all, lacking spiritual giftings to see the truth in people. We're moving in, the, in this Western mentality. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. People are like, oh, praise God. Because people don't really want to know what you're going through. They're too busy in their lives. We're going through. We're doing so much for ourselves. Truth of the matter is, are we really going through a living life in the way that God has asked us to live it? Love your neighbors. you love yourself. So we're going through problems and trials to be transparent. That's one thing I don't like about where I am. 
and Burundi, I've never seen such arrogance when it comes to spiritual leadership over there. The pastor, he's everything. And he has to represent as being everything's perfect and okay. This is why they go through so many trials. And they keep on rebuking Satan when the one they should rebuke is themselves. If we learn, the more we learn to die to ourselves, the more that we will learn to live for Christ. And we encounter problems. And we encounter problems. And the one thing that I hear from the Lord constantly is that we let go of our promises. I go to a lot of places and some of the families are not Christian. So they're like, hey, here, have some drink, have some beer, have some wine, have some mom. I'm like, no, I don't drink. Oh, but here, here. I says, I promised to God. I gave him my word that I'd never drink again. When I gave my life to the Lord, I vowed I'd never drink, smoke, or do drugs ever again. And I uphold myself to it. Oh, but it's okay. There's nothing wrong with drinking. I says, listen, I promised. But something I seen. All the time, and people don't even say it, it's within the lives of people of God, broken promises throughout their lives. Lord, I will never drink, or, or I will never do this, I won't do that. And they go through, they fall short, and then they let go of that promise. Instead of going through, shaking themselves up, and picking it up again. I broke it, so it's no good. Really, then your covenant is no good, then every time you fall into sin. How strong is the blood to forgive you and cleanse you of all righteousness? Don't let it go. Pick it up again and move on forward. The trials, the troubles, the things we go through, they do not, they don't, they don't name us, but they do help to mold us. Until we get to the point that we're founded in Christ. And we can see things through the eyes of Christ, not through the eyes of men. Can you imagine Jesus looking at the cross and he says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So he looked at the cross, but he looked beyond the cross. The problem is... Do we see beyond our cross? Are we seeing beyond our problems to see what call of God or what ministries or the things God is placing within us? There is so much more to God. And many of us do not achieve it because we let go when we should simply hold on. And God is so good. He's a renewer of covenants. He's a renewer of people. 
I say this from experience because you know how hard it is to go through, to move in the power of God. And if I go somewhere, I minister the power of God moved and I was set down for three and a half years. And the Lord is like, just sit. Oh, man, come on. You want me to sit. In the eyes of men, I'm unproductive. But maybe what they're not seeing is my obedience to God. It's not easy to serve God when you're, not, when you're doing what you do not like to do. Or what you're doing what is contrary to what you think you should be doing in Christ. How strong is our faith? Or should I say how strong is our relationship with God? There's a time for everything under the sun. God wanted me to sit down and I was sitting down. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I was sitting down. Kicking and screaming because you guys know me. Don't tell me to be silent. Lord, come on. I'm like, Jeremiah, I got the word inside of me. Shut up within my bones. And it wants to come out. And I'm being silenced by the very people that are supposed to be receiving it. But when you look at the end of the day, I did what he asked me to do. And then I beat myself up because I'm complaining through the whole way. But the Lord is like, ah, stop looking at your complaining and look that you endured it. Shake the past off of you and move on to the higher calling of God. We will never receive and reach a high. We talk so much about from faith to faith. Yet we stay stagnant. We talk about glory to glory, yet we stay stagnant. The thing is why. There's so much more. And it has to do with us. Sometimes we're trying to reach the world when in reality we need to reach ourselves and change. We need to still that voice within us and learn to overcome, as the world says, the demons within, the failures within, the words within, the broken things that have been spoken. And be like, I am not that. I am who my father says that I am. And you pick yourself up and you continue. You have not lost what the Lord has spoken over you. I even look today and there's many people here that have received words. And, and you're sitting there and you're like, well, maybe I've just missed it. Or for some of you, I have this word, this word for you. You keep saying, God, I'm waiting for you. I have this word from God. No, God is waiting for you. Yeah. And for some of the others, God is trying to work within you. For me to see change in the ministry that we were doing, it wasn't what I was doing that was wrong. It was what I was not doing. We were doing everything right. We built, working our finances, we're working everything properly. We're establishing and, and building up our children. We're doing all the things right. But because my weakness was finances, Every month, I am sweating. 
You have no idea how hard it is month after month for five years to struggle to see money. Until one day, we were surrounded by trials. We were surrounded by affliction. Let me read the next verses. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. We're surrounded by so many deaths. There was an epidemic with malaria and sicknesses and people are dying all around us. Out of 25 staff, seven of our staff had lost family members. We're sitting there looking at, we have a built clinic, but we're struggling to meet finances. And we're like, Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> Lord, it's just like Moses. He's standing by the Red Sea. He's like, Lord, what are you doing? What does God say to him? I'm sure he's saying, look at your hand. He goes, what do you have on hands? He's pretty much telling him, I've empowered you. I've given you what you need. And it was then that he actually acknowledged, hold on a second. You gave me the staff and, and I have power. Let me step into it. And we sat there juggling, like, what do we do? You got to understand, here you have funerals every now and then. We're surrounded by funerals all the time. Here you see funerals of old people. We see funerals constantly from babies to children to young people. It's a different world. It's a lot. You know what? The, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not apologizing. You guys know me. Step out of your bubble. Because in America, you can sit there and you can surround yourself by what you want. If you don't want to see it, you can just go through. Huh, I'm just going straight to work, coming home. I'm going to go through, pop on that television. And you sit there and you ignore the things around you. You live in a place and you don't even know your neighbor. But we come and we quote the word of God. Love, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Hallelujah. And your neighbor is yourself. Do you know him? Nope. And we're wondering yet why things are not fruitful in the way that we desire them to be. Plow your fields. Choose, be like, start off, okay, I will choose one day out of the month, and I will take just one hour of that one month, and I'm going to visit one neighbor. But we fall into broken promises. We're like, oh, I need to do this, but yet you don't. We say, this is what I want to do, but yet we don't. We need to change. There's so much that God wants to do, and the Lord is coming soon. But we don't live like that. Overcome your troubles. Overcome your afflictions. You know what? In the midst of those afflictions, we're going through, we're like, what do we do? We have to do something. We call our board and says, hey, guys, we got to do something. And they're like, hold on a second. We've struggled to get our, our, our budget, and you're asking us to double it. And magic words, let us all pray and fast. And 
that, I know that's a cuss word. I just curse right now by saying fast, but I'm saying it again, fast. Let's pray and fast and then seek what God wants us to do. Then we went through, two weeks later, had a board meeting. And we were like, I heard God. That was the breaking point in my fear with finances. I says, God, this is crazy that we have struggled for five years. And now you're saying you want us to start this and it's going to double our budget. But I heard God says, I says, God, what do we do? And I'm praying and I'm praying. And God speaks. He speaks audibly just, just so that you understand. I says, Lord, do we do this? Lord says, do it. One small sentence opened the world of revelation. And I stepped back and I said, yes. Spoke to the board and they were like, things are hard. What do we do? I said, we need to do this. Yes, but, you know, you got to understand. And I said, but we had all prayed and fast. I said, God, this is where your character and testimony makes a difference in people's lives. This is why it is very important how you carry yourself and you walk amongst other people. If your walk is shady, your word will be shady as well. If you're not walking in a straight path with the Lord, even if you have the most precise word of God, you will not be respected and people will question it. This is why let your character line with your words. Hold on to God. I says, God is telling us to do this. Unanimously, everyone says, okay. We don't know how we're going to do this, but let's do it. We'll open it a month from now. Within 10 days, we'd receive 10 grand. Within constantly after that, money came in, and we have never lacked for that clinic again. We need to learn to step. We have to really understand there is so much more to God. You can have faith in words or you can have faith in action. This is why when I see people, hallelujah, I'm like, yeah, does it move me? I see these pastors preaching his words, ha, hallelujah, ho, praise the Lord, amen, amen. And then we go through, we're going to see someone because a young man had died from the church. Everyone loved him. I said, let's get together and pray. And they says, hold on, son, go outside. Then by the time they called me in, they were shutting that coffin closed. Because I said, let's pray to see if God can resurrect them. How do you think I look at these pastors? Do I look at them like they're men of God? Where's their faith? What are they teaching their community? What are they teaching to their people? How do you get surrounded by craziness and you still have to go through and hold on and try to be more than what people says you are because God is greater still. You have to choose to step out in faith. If you're not tired of where you are, you're really not seeking after God. You are content. 
If you do not like when problems come, in all reality, you were weak and your faith is weak because rejoice when you receive encounters, trials, because your faith is being tested. It's a workout. I love working hard and feeling sore. A lot of people complain, I'm like, yes, because it means my muscles, they're ripping, that I'm, I'm building up. See, I know that out of the pain, it's going to come a stronger me. But we have to surround ourselves. We have to surround ourselves with people who will be there, like the word of God says, when you have weak hands and feeble knees, we uphold and sustain one another. Things have to shift and things have to change. In the midst of afflictions, he will deliver you from all your afflictions. If it wasn't that we were broken, we would not have cared about doing everything we can to open a clinic. Despite it meant struggling. And it actually brought breakthrough. Because I remember that moment was the ending of my fear of finances, of my afflictions. Am I going to have money to pay my staff? You know what's crazy? Do you want to know the problem that we're having? We're growing too fast. Things are moving too fast, and I'm like, slow it down. <laughs> Faithful in the small things. Wherever you are today, shake it off. Speak forth the promises that God has spoken over you. Declare over yourself the things that have been spoken over you. And rise up, men and women of God. Do not accept the lies of the enemy. Do not accept that things are just the way. No, things are not the way. If I can have um, the worship team come up. We can't just walk around singing these songs. Greater things are yet to come. Greater things are yet to be done in the city. Well, nothing changes. The kingdom suffers violence. And the violence take it by force. If you're trying to be all passive-aggressive, like, no, it's okay, you missed it. Jesus endured the smacks, the beatings, the, the lashes, and everything else by the Romans because he knew that one day they would be kneeling before him. His battle was not against the flesh. And this is what we have to see. What are you going through? What are you going through? 
So the next verse says, so many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate righteousness shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the souls of his servants. You know what now is? It's a time of redemption. Redemptions and promises. Redemptions and words that have been spoken. Redemptions and things of the past that you've let down. A mantle or ministry you've put down because you just don't feel like you're worthy or, or you've been able to. It is not up to you to carry that cross. It was carried already. The cross that we carry now is the cross of our own flesh. The trials and things. Building up. Overcoming spiritually. What are you living for? He redeems the souls of his servants and none of those who and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. What are you expecting from God? Today's Father's Day. And let me tell you something. Our Father wants to bless us. Our Father wants, I want you to understand this. When I look at my, my children, I'm like, I want the best for them. Even if things are not going good. God looks at you and says, hey, I am for you, not against you. When you feel like everything inside of you, you can't endure no more. I love a friend of mine, a pastor, Pastor Nelson. He looked at me because I was on top of the world. We were ministering and, and going everywhere. And I was traveling the world and preaching and God moving. And he says, son, come here. He says, I want you to remember these words. And I was like, yes, Pastor Nelson. He says, when you do not see his hands, trust in his heart. And it was something that helped me because I knew that in the midst of the fire that God was simply refining me. But he only refined me because he knows he's bringing out the purity of the gold within me. I don't know what you've gone through. Could have lost a son. Could have gone through and feel like you failed as a father. Failed as being a parent. You've let down the call of God. You, you made promises when you came to the Lord and, and those promises after you broke them, they stayed there. Let this be a day of redemption. Pick them up again. As they go through and begin to worship, I want us to go through. Begin to, as they sing, begin to think back. What have I let go of, Lord God? What have I put down? What have I thrown out? Because he is a redeeming God. And he's a good father. And he will never, ever give up on you. His promises are yes and amen. And I want to simply conclude with this. It's not just a song. If you're not tired of where you are, how will you ever get to where you want to go? 
There has to be a willingness and a desire. God, I'm tired, but we don't do nothing about it. I want to change, but we don't even make an effort. Redemption is here. The Redeemer is here. So look through. Let us look within our hearts. Let's look inside. And as the Lord leads you, come up to the front and we'll pray for you. But don't come to the front to expect that everything's going to be the same. Because it's not going to be the same. When two or three are gathered together, if we come and we agree, something is going to happen. Now is your time. God bless. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.